First of all, I do not have a problem with Montreal's club scene mm. per se. <laughs> um, I have to drink for this because. Yeah, I'll drink too. Wow, <laughs> cheers. cheers. <laughs> Prochaine station. Loki MTL. you random stuff yeah who did you sleep with last <laughs> night you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no, whoa that. good clickbait <laughs> all right so welcome to loki mtl thank you for coming Appreciate thank you for it. having me um so obviously you're here because you're in the space you're in the montreal space specifically and you're a dj but it's not dj mango it's mango the dj exactly <laughs> but why is it like that is there a reason I don't know. It just like sounds cooler, I guess. Okay. I thought it was like a handle thing. Like you're trying to get like the handle. No, I just didn't know how to call myself. Mm -hmm. First of all, my name, my DJ name comes mm. from my family name, mm -hmm. which is Coman, but like you reverse it. So Manco, Mango. Oh. So I was like, oh, let's take that. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, how am I going to call my like Instagram username? Mm -hmm. And I saw a lot of people doing like, you know, like John Summit DJ and I found it like a bit boring. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let's put a twist to it. So Mango the DJ. Okay, cool. I used to have a channel on YouTube called European Vibes. Yeah. So that's where it all kind of started for me because I wanted to do party content like Jay Alvarez, mm -hmm. traveling, party, Europe, vibes content mm -hmm. type of thing. And um, then I was like, oh, let me get into music because COVID happened. Mm. So I had a lot of free time and I wanted to get into music because I used to play the piano. I used to sing when I was younger, too. And I also used to love house music, like since I, as long as I could remember, mm -hmm. um, because I was traveling to Europe and they only listened to that there, like... Mm -hmm. It's like true house music everywhere yeah for sure it's true because i but that's the like you're always like a creator right you're always in that yeah. space so like when you're doing your youtube channel like before did you just self-teach yourself how to edit yeah. and stuff okay. yeah so since when i was eight years old mm -hmm. i started watching youtube videos um back in the day it was like jay alvarez and mm -hmm. mac barbie for like makeup okay yeah, i don't know she was like an influencer yeah, yeah, yeah. um but i used to love her and mm -hmm. even like J when i saw like jay alvarez his content with like his girlfriend he seemed so cool traveling around mm -hmm. the world and stuff i wanted to do something like that but like also with music because i love like um, I used to remember I was like really young, mm -hmm. used to travel to Europe every summer and sneaking out with my like friends or like my cousins to uh, go uh, watch DJ sets when Where my parents Europe? were sleeping. Romania mainly. But okay, so you have cousins there? Are you, are you guys all around the same age? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So I have a cousin my age yeah. and one my sister's age. Mm -hmm. So with the cousin my age, he had like friends, obviously in Romania because mm -hmm. he lives there. Mm -hmm. Um, so we used to like just sneak out, try to get backstage. Oh, uh, you were trying to get backstage? Yeah, back when I was like really young, like it started when I was like 14. Yeah. I think my first festival was Untold Festival in Romania when I was 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then when did the, like, the idea started coming to you of like, oh, maybe I could start DJing, you know? Um, 
like my dad was a DJ before, so Whoa. I always had that idea, mm-hmm. and I was always down to be like in front of cameras, mm-hmm. like be the star of a show. You're a performer, yeah. Yeah, like I was always like performing. I loved to sing, uh, to p- play piano when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I loved to be like in front of a stage. I also did acting classes, so I was like always in that kind of like field. Uh, but I really leaned towards more music just because like house music was a really big part of me growing up. And um, I don't know. I just like relate to it. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's probably like a meditative experience. for you. Yeah, you know? maybe. I don't know. And it's like it's like mass hypnosis almost because you're like DJing, you're like hypnotizing a crowd mm-hmm. and you start like understanding what they're feeling. And like you start like you, you kind of design your songs according to like how they are reacting exactly. to it. Yeah. That's how, yeah, basically how I choose my songs. But it's part of the job, you know? Like, you're a DJ, you have to, like, read the crowd yeah. or else you're a flop. It's a funny you say <laughs> you, you've always wanted to be a performer because it's true, like, compared to most DJs, I find you're more animated, like, yeah, when you're DJing. The energy. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> you, like, you do that on purpose, right? Because you have, like, you feel like, like, what's your, how did that whole thing come up to you? Like, where you're like, oh, like, I want to be more animated and, like, um, I think like mainly because I started on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not on YouTube, sorry. So how I started the whole like DJ thing actually was on TikTok. Mm-hmm. My first like public appearance per se was on TikTok during COVID. And when TikTok was starting out basically yeah. to be like more and more popular. <laughs> oh my goodness. Because you made a, yeah, an entrance. TikTok and then... Um, like on TikTok, on during COVID, it was hard to like connect with people. And how did I, you find TikTok so early though? Like, what made you think, okay, like TikTok is gonna um, be- because of YouTube? Honestly, I knew how to like promote myself through YouTube, mm-hmm. right? I knew how to content create, and I had like a background even on Instagram. I mm-hmm. used to work with brands like doing pictures and stuff. Like so I was marketing. just like, let's take this inspiration, all the videos that I have from my traveling, and mm-hmm. just put them, you know, with like some house music or. But this was before TikTok was like everybody was on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not really before, like at the beginning, beginning. When everybody started talking about yeah, it. Yeah, like when COVID hit and mm-hmm. like in that March of that yeah, yeah, yeah. year. That was, that was my birthday, I remember. It was like I was going to oh, do a no. birthday party and I'm like, oh, I'll postpone it two weeks. And then it was like three years later. Yeah, everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like fucking crazy. But yeah, so. What a crazy time, like COVID. Like, and it happened is. so fast, right? Yeah. So weird. And like I found a lot of people they're like like life path changed during covid mm-hmm. so that's when you started like taking djing seriously too yeah. right was it a viral video like what what like pushed you all of my videos like were doing really right away? good like right away okay like first video that i posted was just like me djing not even like the sound wasn't even good you know mm-hmm. like the audio wasn't connected yeah. so it was like the speaker surrounding yeah, like sound speaker, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like two songs, like just me mixing two songs. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, look, I can mix two songs. Yeah. But I just added like a really nice title to it, a nice right. like little effect. Like a good hook. Yeah, like a good like title. Oh my God, house music for girls, you know, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Something like that could like hook the audience. For sure, for and sure. boom, 10,000 10, views. Then mm-hmm. I posted another video similar, house music for girls part two. And it was basically just me, me transitioning to... Uh, two songs together it wasn't like per se for girls but just like just like i don't DJ. know it yeah, was yeah. just like but you're, it's true you're tapping into that market of like yeah female. like female yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's really hard mm-hmm. but um no it, it went really well like even the second video thirty thousand views and wow. all like up over a ten thousand. i wasn't mm-hmm. expecting less 
Was your YouTube connected at that time to your TikTok? Yeah. Okay, so, so I was doing live streams on YouTube. So I think like we're going to come back to what we were talking yeah, before, yeah. like about the energy. So mm-hmm. I think that's where it like all started for me. Because the more I got views and responses, like people were commenting, asking me, oh my God, can you do this and this song together? So it was like kind of like a snowball effect. Yeah. And then like I just had like this bottled up energy and I didn't know what to do with it because like in a you know, 15 second video back then and on TikTok, you didn't have like more than 30 seconds, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was limited. It was really limited, yeah. And like, you can't really like show off your energy, you know? And Mm -hmm. also, you have to show it off like intense and extra because you have 30 seconds to like please the person, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like always like into it, you know? And it just like stuck with me. Then I started doing live streams on TikTok, which helped me gain followers. yeah, yeah. So you were live streaming on YouTube before live streaming on TikTok? Um, on YouTube, I never did a live stream, mm-hmm. but I used to film like, let's say like an hour of me mixing and recording the audio as well. And mm-hmm. then like editing like that hour and a half and posting it on YouTube. Oh, like a live set. Yeah, yeah like a live set. Okay, basically. cool. But no live streams. But yeah. you've also done a lot of uh, like collab live streams on like Twitch and stuff too, right? Yeah. Do you find that's like important? Yes, that really helped me. I did a collab like, I don't know... If anyone saw that, but now like their page is pretty big. Um, their page name is Everything EDM or something like that, like a big like EDM page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think a million followers like oh, today. Wow. Okay. But they back in the day, like during COVID, they mm-hmm. asked like random artists on TikTok that were like, um, how do you say? Um, popular. Yeah, popular. Like yeah, getting more growing. Uh, yeah. Growing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, they were asking to do like live streams every week and mm-hmm. I was part of them and that kind of like helped me a bit because their followers saw my page yeah you're cross-pollinating yeah followers. kind yeah. of like that but That's then cool. what happened is COVID stopped mm-hmm. and I started playing at clubs and I just didn't find the time like to, to be, be consi- as consistent as before you know mm-hmm. so like the views went like it didn't go down but you know like I stopped kind of growing mm-hmm. since then but now I am back in business. <laughs> You're doing more online content now? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I'm always curious uh, when like creators kind of like when they have that switch between like just doing it on the side to like making it like serious. Usually it consists of like buying like gear, right? Like mm-hmm. for me, like it's me investing in a camera, for example. Yeah. And I know DJ gear is expensive, right? Usually. Yeah, it's really expensive. So when did you like invest in your first like when did you like really okay like i'm okay. gonna invest in this i don't show. know if this is gonna look bad for you Why? but okay. my mom paid for my dj equipment that doesn't sound bad because she she wanted like she saw like that uh you know like i was studying um i was studying to become a doctor before okay and i was really depressed mm-hmm. like it wasn't it's, <laughs> it's not for everyone you know no, you have no. to love it yeah. but i was always really good in school like yeah I'm really good in school. Like, I could have done it if I had the passion for it. You have the discipline to, like, do it. Yeah. But, no, I I just couldn't do it. And she saw it, like, Mm -hmm. throughout the years. And then she, like, I had a talk with her. Like, you know, I'm going to drop out of this because I cannot do it. Mm -hmm. So, since then, I've been so much more, like, happier. And Yeah, it's very similar to me. Like, I had had to have that serious conversation with my parents. Like, yo, like, I got to drop out. Them too? Yeah, because I'm like... I'm, like, spending so much money on school, and, like, I don't know if I'm going to, like, do this for the rest of my Exactly. And I was studying, like, urban planning. It was sort of, like, random. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm, like... And then that's when I, 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 like, invested in a camera, and I was, like... um, 
like I'm just gonna take this seriously and like see what happens. But look, like for example, like you, your mom helped you, but she supported you. But it's not like you're those like some people, their parents buy them things and they, they don't do anything about it. They just yeah. kind of like have a little fun and then okay, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, no. you like continued. And, yeah, like, you actually. No, I'm built, pushing. Yeah, yeah, you built the whole thing out of it. It's so a lot of money bad. too, you know. Yeah. But uh, I'm really like I'm so grateful for my mom. She's so supportive. Mm-hmm. Always, she always like posts screenshots of like the stories that I post. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. She's like you up. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. But no, she's really nice. And yeah, she helped me with my uh my DJ gear, mm-hmm. which is like um she got me two CDJs, which is really expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like $2,500 each. each. Yeah. And then the small middle mixer. Um but we got them like I did some research. I helped her. We got them like second hand, second hand, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Obviously, but yeah. they were like from a store from like Vancouver, and okay. they weren't really used. Nobody like rented them, mm-hmm. so they were like brand new, you know. But so it, they were just for rent. You yeah. found them on like what Facebook Market? Uh, Long and McQuaid. They have like a used gear and stuff. It's really interesting mm. for music. Mm. Yeah, I found a bunch of things there, even like my speakers to produce. Oh, that's a good plug. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. My mom just invested in my mixing gear. Yeah. But the rest I paid, obviously. For sure, yeah. So so after all that, you're, how did you start getting into like like DJing at clubs? From so it's because of online. TikTok. <laughs> it was literally because of TikTok. I got approached by music. Okay. You know, the, the club? club? Yeah. <laughs> that was my first, like I never DJed. That's like the ever. most mainstream club here. I don't know but, now if it's still like mainstream like that. Yeah, but. it's really mainstream. But uh, I didn't know back then. So I always came into the scene as an artist, like with an artist mentality, not like, oh, I want to DJ in clubs. That wasn't my goal. My mm-hmm. goal was to like become touring DJ. Yeah, make music. Oh, okay, and cool. it was more like high, like, and, you know, because mm-hmm. you always have to like plan in advance. You have to know because or else if you like let's say you take like a lot of like bar gigs and stuff like that you get in the local loop kind of so it's harder to like let's say get festival gigs it's harder you know what i mean because you're seen as a local dj so it's Uh, harder for your image it's all about image too for sure yeah yeah it's a really like special industry so but at this time you didn't think of it that way right you're just like oh music i'm gonna dj no no exactly so like you know i was doing good on tiktok and then they found me on uh, tiktok the Mm -hmm. manager there Mm -hmm. uh super nice guy too like he was my age and he was managing on music i was like really impressed and uh yeah i got my first like residency short short-lived short-term let's let's be honest because i soon realized that um they wanted more mainstream music so you know like rap latino music more like top 50 were there like certain certain, um like themed days or was it just well the first day that i played there was for like uh the final the world cup so we were just playing during like the like showing of the world cup oh, i don't know okay there was like a music? soccer game yeah what the hell okay yeah you remember like when everything was opening up and like all these restaurants were doing that and they had like plastic oh yeah, yeah, yeah because right, of covid yeah, yeah, when right when everything started, started to, like, yeah with the uh, qr codes and yeah stuff. like yeah. everyone was like in little like plastic cubes it was so funny and it was all like <laughs> so it was all image too that that was yeah. like all perception they were playing a uh, soccer too and i was just DJing like i dj like basically three songs yeah, the whole yeah, night. Yeah. but then i played like a couple of other nights like a saturday and fr- 
like a couple of Fridays mm-hmm. every uh, every Friday for that summer almost. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. In the end, like I really liked the vibe, you mm-hmm. know. But I just didn't like the fact that I had to play music that I do not resonate. So with. they're re- requesting like, oh, like, yeah. I want this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's kind of annoying. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that is like the biggest problem that I find in Montreal right now. It's just the fact that people are really like funneling a lot and maybe like my type of music is not really like i don't know if it's like people listen to it mm-hmm. it really depends on the gigs and the crowd i guess but i find like there's there is a crowd for like deep house and that kind of stuff too and but tech it's like, house and tech house yeah. yeah but it's just like underground and like people yeah. still want that music they but just like, don't know where to find it. Let me know what, like, party, like, does that, you know? No. Like, everyone's, like, into the Tulum vibes, which is great, you know? I yeah. love Afro. I love playing it, too. Mm-hmm. But it's... Maybe, like, I'm not going to play that as a peak time show, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. But, uh, no, it's definitely a vibe. It's like, not like Europe or, like, Berlin. You yeah. Know? Like, Europe, last year, I uh, I won the Yacht Week DJ competition, and I got to fly out to Croatia, and they paid for my whole stay, and Sick, I got to DJ okay. there and everything. Was this, like, an online uh, competition? Yeah. Okay. So, Next like, stage? I won the first stage of the competition, then I'm like, okay, whatever, I'm never going to win the second stage. <laughs> then I won the second stage. Like, the first st- stage was just, like, answering some questions. Okay. So, they're like, oh, we like you, na na you're part of the 100 finalists. So, I'm like, oh, wow. You're like, oh, out of 10,000 people, you that's, know? That's pretty good but pretty in decent. your head you're like already like satisfied right yeah i'm like oh whatever like yeah i'm i made it this far wow like that's so good mm. i'm pretty good and that was like last year you know like last year i didn't really do like i never did new city gas mm. beach club like i was only doing like smaller bars and venues mm. you know so for me it was like wow okay for sure, yeah. i'm good you know yeah. it went you to like my head a bit <laughs> so you're having like a little bit of imposter syndrome like you know like yeah you're, you're i'm like what like am i doing is... here sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but no like i i honestly i feel really comfortable like mm. you have to like it's normal to like feel that in the yeah. beginning when you're like seeing things for the first time of course but now you're like oh it's, like, normal, it's a big you know? change you know like being like being the person that takes care of the whole vibe of a soiree like, yeah you know it's like you are the dj like if yeah. you fuck up it's your problem. Yeah, you know? you're literally bringing in the crowd. Like, people are going to have that experience and then be like, oh, they have good music. Like, let's go back there. Yeah. You know? So it's very important. So it's a lot of pressure for that. Mm-hmm. But I love being in the center of attention. I love, like, I love the lights. I love the attention. I don't know. I'm, I'm Maybe I'm narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Leo, so maybe that's something so, that has to do with it. So you're narcissistic? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't believe in that, but like, That's, I don't, <laughs> I don't you, know, you need time, to have a certain like, you know, like a character. Like, but it's also self belief. Like, you're also yeah. not gonna ever like go to where you're trying. to Exactly. Go. If you doubt yourself, bro, you're not gonna make it. Yeah. Especially as a woman. Oh my god. Did you find it like harder as a woman in like the DJ space? Like, it doesn't have to be like typical. Like, well, typically, like I should, I'd be supposed to say yes, but I'm gonna say something right now. Like, I find it a bit easier. Mm-hmm. because you know you're a girl so like i don't know like you put some makeup on nice cute clothes like i find it easier in that way because like aesthetically let's say and it's like a job about image mm-hmm. also a lot maybe not like that important but you know it's still like pretty up there like i i've had a lot of opportunities just because i'm a girl and i'm mm-hmm. going to like be honest about it uh, but at the same time, you know, like I take them and I accept them and, and at the end of the day, like, yeah, 
yeah yeah like, you're not taking opportunities i do not like, flop like yeah you're like it's still yeah. like <laughs> it's still like a benefit like you're getting that hook yeah exactly yeah so I, I find that really like a smart way of thinking about it too but yeah. it's, it's also even like it's cool because you're like oh like i'm not gonna expect like um like anything crazy and then when you start djing like oh like she's actually sick you know like yeah. the whole thing happens so i feel like there's value in that yeah like yesterday for example i did this uh, festival with uh, my friend mandy's mm-hmm. had a back-to-back with her i was not expecting that at all because like the festival itself was like a camping festival yeah and i saw the location not an outdoors person at all like i hate mosquitoes bugs like nature Mm -hmm. you know like i'm like a fancy i don't know like beach club person margarita you know yeah so for me i was like okay i was expecting like you know like a rave like with tents and stuff whatever but what they did with that place it was like honestly like i can't believe it like it was out of a dream where was it it was in Tingwick, Tingwick, something like that? that. Two hours and a half away. Oh wow! But you get to like this like really random road. There's no lights, nothing, mm-hmm. and then you have to turn right. Like the GPS says you're, you've arrived, but like there's no lights, nothing. Yeah, and it's just like a little hole in the forest. That you drive through, or you yeah, walk? you okay. drive through. So and there was like a little sign like Atmos Fest. <laughs> so we're like, okay, maybe it's here, you know. Yeah, so yeah. then we drive for like five minutes, and then we arrive at like a farm place with like tractors and stuff mm-hmm. like fields and stuff in the middle of the forest yeah, like remote. open fields whatever there's like two people there like oh you're for atmos fest you have to go there so then we go down like this hill hill sorry mm-hmm. um and there's like this really like nice waterfall with like lights laser lights music like toots, toots. Mm-hmm. like you can hear you're from the car louder louder, yeah. on this cliff and we're like at the bottom of the cliff. We parked the car. Mm. I don't know. Like it was, it was like, I, I couldn't believe I was there. Like I was telling Dimitri, my boyfriend, I was like, wow, like, I was not real? expecting they, it. They, like, so they have a like, good set design. And, like, yeah, 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 yeah. What they did with that place, like. It didn't even look better. outdoors. Like when I saw your stories, I was like, what is this? Is this like a new club? Like, <laughs> yeah, it looks so like, you know, like I saw a TikTok on, uh, about Ibiza, Ibiza, okay. I don't know Ibiza. how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. There's so many ways of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like this cave club mm-hmm. uh, under, like in a cave, like you have to like go down like in a beach and then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. in you a go, hole. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Like it reminded me of that. It was oh, like sick. a whole cave with like rocks everywhere yeah. on a cliff and like lights everywhere. And like you could see the water. It was like a waterfall. Like, even to get to the stage, you had to, like, go through, like, this waterfall. You had to walk in water. Really? Oh, yeah. right. That's cool. It was, like, actually really crazy. Like, yeah. a real festival. Like. Yeah. Was it their first one? Uh, no, they did last year, but mm. I, I didn't go. Uh, but apparently, like, this year, like, it was better. The production, they mm. upped everything. But big shout out to them, honestly. I was mm. not expecting it. Wow. Like, they really killed the, like, European yeah, boiler yeah, yeah. room vibes. Exactly. I it's, don't know. It's like what people are feeding here, but they don't know where to find, you know? Yeah. Even the crowd was really nice. Like, mm-hmm. not like, you know, everyone was not drunk. Everyone was just, like, peaceful, happy. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know. It was exactly. a really nice type of, like, crowd. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's happy. Yeah. It's always was a good reacting vibe. reacting nice, too. But, yeah, mm-hmm. lots of fun. So, Were you closing the show? 
uh, yeah, we got peak, peak time. We weren't closing though, but okay. we got peak time. We got from 11.30 to 1.30. Okay, okay. So it was basically like the times where everyone was like really partying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. You're, like, that's the thing. Like, your schedule is crazy too, right? Like on the weekends. Like, yeah. When did you well, end up getting home last night? I, driving two hours? 5 a.m. <laughs> that's so crazy. I live in the Montagne. Mm-hmm. So it was two hours on the South Shore and I live, live on the no- North Shore. Mm-hmm. So... Know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, crazy. That's, yeah, it's so crazy. So, are you thinking of like, like you've started off wanting to be more of an artist, right? So, do you? I know that you produce too a bit, no? Mm-hmm. Are you like focusing more on that? Yeah. So I've shifted. I've already started the transition since my John Summit show. Mm-hmm. Like that. Oh yeah, of, we got we got to talk about John Summit. Yes, I remember yes. you were always like, oh, you were like, oh, we were both my like, my god. I remember talking about <laughs> it like, oh, John Summit's sick, John Summit's sick, and then you opened for him. That's crazy. I have to drink for this because yeah, I'll drink too. Wow, <laughs> cheers. cheers. <laughs> John Summit has always been my idol forever. Like he. It's because of Deep End that kind of like that too kind of like pushed me towards the DJing direction. You remember mm-hmm. Deep End, his song, I've been trying not to go. Oh, yes, yes, after yes. Deep End. Yeah. So that got really famous and popular because of TikTok. And that's what kind of what started his um, career. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started like doing TikTok as well. And I saw that song too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. I found him through YouTube, his live set. And then I just started binging all of his live sets on YouTube. He's so good. And him man. too. Like he has that like persona of like he's very like interactive. He's a party guy. Yeah. yeah. He has that like frat boy. Yeah. Vibe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it works for him. Yeah. So, so how did you, how did that whole thing happen? Like how did you get that? So uh, I have like a, a good friend of, well, it's like a family f- friend of my boyfriend, mm-hmm. but it's a good friend of mine too. Uh, we met uh, in Miami Music Week because mm-hmm. I was there uh, to uh like give out some demos, meet some people at label parties. And he was there too. He's from Montreal. Mm-hmm. And basically we've been talking about it and he knows that I'm a big fan of John Summit. And he's been working with John Summit a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like, you know, his new City Gas show, he came. Yeah. He Last summer he was at the Oshaga or something. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he's been working with him uh, ever since he's big mm-hmm. or even before that, I don't, I don't really know, but he knew that I was really obsessed. And um, in Miami, we talked about my musical project, which is Mango, and he was like, "Yeah, I really want to help you out. Like maybe I could uh, give you uh, some tips and tricks, or put you in contact with some people, whatever." What, what do you mean by project? Like, um, well, Mango is my musical project, so that's how you see it. That's how we call it, basically. Like, okay, it's okay. My project. So I'm like working on my project okay cool yeah, yeah. you know i don't yeah, know it's no. just like a term it's that a cool way of thinking of seeing it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah so yeah my dj thing whatever mm-hmm. career yeah mm-hmm. exactly so he's like yeah i'm gonna help you out with your project and uh we're gonna talk about it more when we go get back to montreal and then we talked about it quick quick mm-hmm. and then i didn't really hear about him anymore about it you know because i mentioned you know like john summit is coming to picnic he hasn't announced like mm-hmm was coming to open for him and i like put the word like subtly like whatever yeah and then i didn't hear from it but then one week before the show i get an email from the booker at picnic not even the guy that i I was uh talking about Mm -hmm. and he's like oh would you like to open for john summit uh this friday i'm like 
would I like to? Yeah, you're like, is this real? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> right did, was away. there any kind of, like relations? Yeah, okay, he okay. basically, because he w- works for Picnic now. So oh, okay. he put in the word and he was working for it. Yeah. Then I like thanked him afterwards. And I was like, wow, you're like the best person ever. Mm-hmm. And he told me he was working towards it for like months or like weeks or something like mm-hmm. that for a long time, you know. But you also put in that like word, you know, yeah. like, it's, it's good to do that. Yeah, like you have to make a lot of connections. Yeah. That's the thing. So you're talking about Miami Music Week. Um, you went there specifically just to network and like connect yeah, with people? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. Did you already have like meetings set up or did you just kind of just wait? Uh, no, there's like a lot of, it's like a ADE Amsterdam dance event in okay. October in Amsterdam. So basically it's this huge like musical conference in uh, Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for Miami, basically. Miami Music Week is a musical conference, and then there's Ultra as well, you know, for like Are there the tourists. For it, or is it just like a, a festival? No, no, no. Um, in Amsterdam, though, you could pay like, I think it's 500 euros, mm-hmm. and you have access to like all these talks and shows, mm-hmm. and you can meet labels. Like, it's much more of a music conference. I wish they did that for Miami, too, you know? But like, no, Miami was more like, um, buy a ticket for this label party. Oh, I know this person. Let me get on the guest list. Okay, and it's also, like F1. There's like different tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you know, like Miami is really like big on uh, promoters yeah. there. Like it's a different like club scene, mm-hmm. basically. And uh, my boyfriend has family in Miami. And during COVID, we used to spend like the winters there because Miami, basically everything was open and yeah. everything was closed. Yeah, why would you be in Quebec? Like, yeah, okay. literally like... <laughs> Whatever, you know, yeah. like I'm going to live my life. I'm only yeah. young once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we met a, a bunch of people and we got guest lists basically everywhere because we're girls. But guys have to pay. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But I had everything for free, you know, like label parties, everything. We went with a group of people too. It yeah. was fun. They knew people. I knew people. Mainly off of social media though. You know, so like, you're like connecting with social media? Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, uh, nice to meet you in real life. Yeah, what's your you know? Instagram? <laughs> but we were already like some of the people I was already following on Instagram. So yeah. that was really cool to meet them in real life. Yeah, yeah. And, and make like, further connections. For sure. Like I met some friends from like LA mm-hmm. that were uh, in Miami that I met through TikTok, you know. Where did you find the most value in like meeting people? Um, I think the like, well, I don't know. For what you're trying to do. Uh, I think it's mainly like the label parties and especially um, the myth of Nick's party. I think that was like the best party that we did. Mm -hmm. And the value that we got out of it is, first of all, we got a track signed. Well, no, that was the... mm, You got a track signed? We got a track signed, but it didn't happen there. It happened because of that, because Mm -hmm. we met someone that got... That knew the person so mm-hmm. basically but anyways it was mainly like to give out demos to mm-hmm. meet um, like all of the labels were there you know like ARs from big labels yeah, yeah, yeah. we could meet with managers as well other big djs mm-hmm. i met uh, ryan shepherd mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a really cool guy chapter and verse to uh, we met him martin eichen and after that after i met martin eichen at that party mm-hmm. Uh, I was opening for him in a new city, yes, like two weeks oh, later okay. in April. Yeah. So I met him there at the party. And Martin Eichen is really big. Like mm-hmm. he's a big name in the tech house scene. 
um, I, I don't know a song that he made, but like, anyways, he has really popular songs. Mm. For sure, you know him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just uh, bad with names. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, me uh, too, but <laughs> I have to remember. If I see his face, I'll probably know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went up to him and I was like, oh, hi, uh, nice to meet you. My name is Mango and I'm opening for you in Montreal in two weeks. And then he was like, oh, wow, what a vibe, you know, like super nice. Mm -hmm. He had like a um, bottle of tequila and he's like, oh, would you like some shots? Mm -hmm. Would you like to take a shot with me? So I took a shot with Martin Eichen. That's sick, yeah. And then when I saw him at New City Gas, because mm -hmm. see, like, that's like what's good about it, because I already saw him. Yeah, so you So he knew me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I saw him at New City Gas and he remembered me and he's mm -hmm. like, oh, you're the girl that I took a shot with in Miami. I'm like, exactly, yes, yeah, I remember. I opened for you and then... We just started talking and now he follows me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when John Summer follow you on Instagram. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah, I remember you were like posting about it. Oh <laughs> Everybody saw that. <laughs> but I was just happy. I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. Yeah. Like it was cool to see you progress, especially because like when I you also first met. met him. Like, yeah, I know. And you opened for him. Yeah, I opened for him, but you know, like I opened at four, so whatever. That wasn't like for me, it wasn't about like opening at four. I I wouldn't mind even if I was opening at like one, you know, mm -hmm. for no one. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that my name was up on the same flyers as John Summit, that mm -hmm. like is really good for my EPK, uh, which is kind of like your DJ artist's like press kit. Yeah, press yeah. kit. So, yeah, that was really but, good for that. So um, do you find, like, because you're talking about A&Rs and, like, labels, is there, like, a way to, like, n avoid that and, like, be independent in this industry? Yeah, but I find it really hard, to be honest. Um, the thing is, like, you have to make music, okay, if you want to become, like, international, if you want to get out of the, like, local loop. So that's the first thing. You mm -hmm. have to make music because they're not going to book Tomorrowland artists based on their DJ skills. Yeah, you just really, you, know? you can't just recycle music. Yeah. yeah, usually Tomorrowland, especially, they book based on your position on the DJ Mag top 100 DJs or okay. something. Like, if you're, like, top one, you can get, like, prime time on the main stage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's based off of that and your press kit, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, you really have to make music. And then, yeah, it's all about the connections. And I started making music right now. I actually released a song with my friend Seb Todd. Mm -hmm. um, it went, it, it got released on uh, Purple Tea Records, okay. which is a Montreal-based label. Okay, cool. And we got like 25,000 listens. So it's pretty good for our for my first track nice. on his first. Yeah, isn't he assigned to a label? Um, no. Oh, I thought he so, was. That's that's what I mean. Like at first, when you're starting out, you really need to get signed, like to sign your tracks to labels. So you make a track, then yeah. you send emails to. Is it for the distribution of it? Is that why? Yeah, it's mainly because of the distribution because mm -hmm. they're gonna put money into it. They're gonna put your names, uh, your name out there. They also have access to this promo um, app, which is called InFlight. Okay. And basically, what that does is. It puts your music or new music from all labels and it sends them to like the promo uh, folders or promo teams mm. of big DJs. Mm, okay. So like, let's say John Summit's team or his promo email or whatever he uses, I don't know what, mm -hmm. every like week on Friday, because Friday is release day, basically, mm -hmm. in the music world. Um, on Friday, they um, go through like that in-flight promo thing and they see all these new tracks from Defected, from that label, that label, sorry. <laughs> oh, so they incorporate it into their stuff. Yeah, and oh, they cool. can play your track, let's yeah, say. Yeah. You it's know like radio I mean? plays back in the days. Yeah. yeah. 
So it gets you plays from big DJs and then you get videos from that. Let's say he plays it at Ushuaia and Ibiza, you mm-hmm. know, you get that video. You're like, whoa. Yeah. So that's why it's good at first. Like you could self-release, you know, but usually it works better to self-release when you're, I think it's more for like the raw hip hop world maybe. Mm -hmm. And also if you have like a lot of followers or like you're viral on like Mm -hmm. social media. Yeah, because especially in your industry, like your uh, style of like like tech house and stuff. Mm -hmm you remember the song more than the artist at first because like the song is being played over and over again. Maybe there's like a TikTok trend or something. Exactly. And then eventually once like there's like multiple and then you like, you, like associate the, the, the face with the music, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why you need like, like I'm trying to get viral at the same time, you mm-hmm. know, but I want to also release some songs because it's all about like building your whole portfolio, you know, like, okay, you get viral, but you have no songs. Like, yeah, what where, do you do? where's that audience going to go? Yeah, you, you exactly. Know? Where's, yeah. are they going to like listen to songs? Like maybe they live in Brazil. They're mm-hmm. not going to be able to come to Montreal to see you, you know, yeah. just to see you DJ. Like you could see anyone DJ, but it's all about the song. The song is what sells, is what sticks with the public. So mm-hmm. you have to ride the wave, basically. Yeah, as soon as like that's there, you have, have to, you have to be like prepared. You have to have like an album or something. Yeah. So exactly. what are you like planning on releasing? Actually, wait, pause. I don't know what we were talking about before. Do you remember? I do not remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to talk about um, oh yeah, like the the club scene and like being a DJ and like the Montreal scene. What do you find like is like <laughs> problems you faced and like how do you think as a city like these club owners could like do better? Okay, well that makes sense. First of all, I do not have a problem with Montreal's club scene <laughs> per se. <laughs> um, like you know, it's like every like it's like in every other country, you mm-hmm. know, like they're trying to make money and that's pretty much it. Um, that's yeah, the, the industry I'm in, you know, it's part of it. Yeah. Um, but like for my type of profile mm-hmm. as an artist, again, it's like some sometimes it's stuff that like not piss me off, but like, you know, it's not necessary. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you're disrespected or something or? Um, a lot of times like, OK, first of all, music industry is really like backstabbing industry Mm -hmm. so that's not new you know uh everyone's like you know like jealous of each other obviously um also the fact that there's not a lot of big venues here and there's a lot of djs it's like a trend here Mm -hmm. like everybody loves performing in montreal yeah exactly but you know there's so many like good artists too um Mm -hmm. and really like Really good venues, but there's really shitty venues as well. <laughs> um, is there, but is there, is there value in doing the shitty venues? Like, does it help? No, you? not anymore. No, to be okay. honest, no. I'm but not maybe doing. In the beginning. In the beginning, yes, because I was all about the content. So you know, as long as they have an audience, even if it's like a smaller venue, mm-hmm. like if there's like. 50 people in a small venue and it looks packed mm-hmm. and they have like lasers and it's cool. Like it's amazing for the content. Mm-hmm. I'm really grateful and uh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem with the smaller venues is that they, um, there's big difficulties with the payment. So that's 
first things first. That's my biggest pet peeve, actually. Like, with almost all of the venues in Montreal, it's so hard to get yourself paid. And also, they pay so bad. Like, but are you getting, are you, like, agreeing to get paid a certain amount before doing the, the gig and like, waiting am, for the I am, but now I'm not taking it anymore. Like, okay, I'm going to talk numbers. Like, before, I used to agree $100 mm-hmm. for a night. A like, night yeah. Or even, like, $100... Like, I'd play an hour. But, you know, like, I live in De Montagne, first of yeah. all. 40 minutes to get here it's, and 40 minutes to get back. You know, like, it's already $40 in gas. And then I'm paid $100. Yeah. And I have two coupons for, like, drinks. Like, yeah. it's not what am I supposed to do, you yeah, know? Yeah, eventually you have to, like, you've passed that, like, wall of, like, okay, now I'm going to have to charge, like, my worth, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I passed that. Like, oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about. John Summit, the mm, concert. Okay. So, like, since John Summit, like, I just realized a bunch of things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, these big artists, they're not, like, paying, like... They're not getting paid $100 an hour. Like, mm-hmm. they're getting paid so much, you know? But I'm not expecting that either, you know? But I'm just expecting, like, some respect of it, yeah, you know? Yeah, you see that that's, like, a reality, I'm right? still working. At yeah. the end of the day, I'm creating the vibe for your whole venue, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, the fact that... Sometimes, like, I'm gonna be really honest with you. I have a list of all the venues that I did, like, by date and time, you know? Mm-hmm. And the year even, like the year is there. Just just for yourself or? Just for myself so I can keep up with my finances because you work for yourself, you know. You have to run after your money all the time. Do you Uh, ever um, think about like making a contract prior to doing the gig? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. And that's what I was talking to with like my bigger DJ friends Mm -hmm. like that are a bit more professional in other countries. Mm -hmm. They get paid beforehand, and that's at least I, even like twenty five percent, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I think I'm gonna do, or like a contract, like saying, okay, if I don't show up, like I don't care, I'll refund you yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't mind. I'm not doing this for the money, but mm-hmm. like, bro, at least pay me, you know. You still like, have to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna be really honest. Mm-hmm. Out of like, um. There's one club in particular here in Montreal. I am not going to name names because I don't want to start anything. But For like the two people watching this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. But um, <laughs> it's so funny. It doesn't matter. Oh my God, T. <laughs> Nobody's um, going to watch this. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to name names. But there's one club that never paid me to this day and I worked there for free. But, you know, I'm still happy. Did they just ghost you or like was it just like... They never ghosted me. But when I went to Miami this summer, this summer... Well, actually, no. I'm going to tell you the whole story without mentioning names. Mm -hmm. So I played last summer. I played for Halloween, their big Halloween party. I played like a bunch of parties, you know. I went to Europe Mm -hmm. in uh, August and then I came back in September. Mm -hmm. And then I came back, I did the Halloween party, whatever. But even before, I I played there. So before leaving for Europe in August, I sent an email with my check, you know, and being like, thank you for having me. Here's my check. Uh, Pleasure again, blah, blah, blah. No answer. I leave for Europe. That was no answer from them. That was like the last email that I sent them. Mm-hmm. No answer. So then I leave for Europe and then I play, I think, four other shows there. Four other times. Like, it's pretty, you know, like 45, 45 minutes, 45, four times, you mm-hmm. know. So it's pretty big for me. I spend a lot of money on those shows. Yeah, you're going out of your way to do these Yeah, shows. literally. Yeah. And then, like, 
I keep on sending my checks, but no answer all the time, you know, to the same email. And I've been working with them for like two years. So then I leave for Miami and then like while I'm in Miami, because Miami is really expensive, mm -hmm. I start like thinking about my finances and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. I remember I have money like that I'm owed, you know, from them. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to refresh, you know, the email and see if they're going to answer me. <laughs> so I text them um, a week before, I email them, sorry, a week before Christmas. No answer. Then at Christmas, I get pissed. For sure. So I email them on Instagram. Uh, no, I message them on Instagram. And then I'm like, oh, I sent you guys emails, you know, like I have no answer. Like, what's going on? Where's my money? Like, it's five shows that I didn't get paid. Okay, mm -hmm. I got paid. Like, they paid me $150 per show, but it's still like, you know, times matter. five. Yeah, yeah. It's still your money. It's still like my money. Yeah. You know, I worked for it. I'm not a doing this for free yeah, you know 100%. so anyways i text them then they're like oh, okay um we changed our email like it's so suspicious to me you know what i mean changing their email not announcing anyone none of their workers to mm -hmm. change their email yeah like where you get paid you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's, it's weird yeah. it's so sketch yeah. so then i got pissed and i i was a bit bitchy <laughs> about it but yeah. like straight up you know i was like okay like how how come you didn't say you changed your email you didn't say to anyone and also they said we changed our email and because of that because you're too late mm -hmm. we can't pay you it's too late what the fuck no way. yeah that makes no sense that was it's clearly like that's so unprofessional yeah really unprofessional mm -hmm. so i was like that's like horrible first of all and i was like is this I'm like a big like event planning company or like a venue well they closed down all of their their accounts after mm -hmm. this whole thing okay also after this whole thing like they paid me only one of the shows so i got 150 dollars out of everything but whatever, like moving on, you know. You don't want to deal with it anymore. So you're like, fuck I'm it. just not dealing with yeah. them or any like smaller venue or any like bar. Yeah. It's such a headache, you know, and like for, you know, like people, like, how can I explain this? Like people like, let's say on TikTok, they want to see extra stuff, you know, mm -hmm. like they don't want to see like you DJing in your bedroom anymore. It's not yeah. COVID. Like, the times have changed. Yeah. It's really fast-paced. So mm -hmm. now they want to see bigger and bigger and better stuff. Mm. So, like, it's not useful for me to do a $150 gig that I'm probably never going to see the money ever again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the content's not even crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. the content's not even that crazy. Yeah. So that's why I've been declining so many gigs. Like, so many gigs. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, I don't see the point in, like showing my face to these things like it's all about the image you know yeah. like if you show only your your face like at opening for john summit then opening for martin Eichen, then opening for, you know what i yeah, mean yeah and now people are gonna be like uh okay yeah and people are gonna feel more weird about Exclusive. like asking you to like like that's good because like people are gonna feel more weird about asking you to um like dj for free somewhere and be like oh like come dj yeah. at this party like, you know what i mean like you got you gotta like evolve out of that eventually exactly so i'm not taking that and i'm trying not to promote if i take stuff like that sometimes it's for fun you know it's always fun to dj for fun but again coming back to the montreal music scene yeah i just don't find it fun anymore in the clubs to dj here like most of the clubs they have like that afro vibe which again i love the vibe and whatever but it's not my style you mm -hmm. know like i'm a tech house like I'm really because you also to... know how diverse like 
people in Montreal are like every, people hear like so many different styles of music. Yeah, so exactly. it sucks when like venues are only like pushing this one style. But you know? like the big, like that's what I'm saying. The big venues here that are have like hype around it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like high school, you know. Because like, it's mostly a, um, like a, a student population. Much yeah, though. that's the, I think that's the problem. Exactly. So they're catering to like the students that are like just like university. Maybe yeah, they just came to university. They just college. came to Montreal. They just want to go out and like they're trying to cater to their music, which is like mm-hmm. radio music, basically. Well, not mainly radio music, because radio music, like, yeah, whatever, like, you know, like clubs like Le Rouge or music or stuff like that. Like, that's definitely not my field. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking more about like electronic dance music. So there's like multiple genres, right? But here I feel like the big clubs, like I, I mentioned earlier, I feel like it's like a big high school, like a big high school. Unless it's like stereo or something, right? Or do you find stereos like that too? Stereo, no. Stereo is very underground. Yeah. Stereo is very, like, for the quality of sound. Exactly. Like, that place is really amazing. Yeah. I feel like... Uh, but it's very dark. Yeah, I know. It's not for everyone. That's the problem. Like, <laughs> I, I wish I could hear stereo music, like, earlier, you know? Like, I don't have to, like, stay up all night to yeah, listen to stereo that's music. that's true. But, but I, I just wish, like, they, they, like, make... I don't know. They should hire someone to make stereo, like, like a space Miami have you ever been to yeah, space? Yeah, no, but I've seen video. Like, I know what space is. Bro, space is like... I know. I, I wow. want to go. Like, I want to go one day. But it's so, like, it's bougie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and the people that go there... Like, I feel like stereo, sometimes it's a bit dark. So the people that go there are not, like... They're not the most, like, lightly pr- no, people. Know. You know? Like, they're dark. You like, feel like, yeah, dark. yeah. You feel like you're going to hit yourself the next yeah, morning. Yeah, but space, it's all about, like, plants. And they have, like... Their ceiling is um, glass, glass yeah, yeah. and it goes on until the morning. And then when the sunrise comes, yeah. it's like all light everywhere. Yeah, you're not coming, going outside yeah. for a cigarette and being like, why is it daytime right now? Yeah, like stereo cracks. is more like a box. Like it's a yeah, Berlin, yeah, yeah. you know, it's yeah. dark. But I love the vibes, you mm-hmm. know. Like, yeah, I love to play there. I'm, I'm big on techno right now. Like, mm-hmm. um, even like the music that I'm starting to produce, it's going towards more like melodic shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I don't know if I can swear. No, you can swear, yeah. <laughs> no, I literally don't care. But uh, anyways, yeah. So more melodic, but melodic mm-hmm. tech house. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like John Summit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he yeah, does yeah. like Escape. Yeah, more for like, sure. Yeah, no, that's the kind of stuff I like too. And what he plays too. He plays techno. Mm-hmm. Played techno at Picnic. Yeah, I, I saw what him at Picnic. Awesome DJ. I was there at Picnic. I saw him. It was, like, <gasps> that was my first time seeing him. Yeah. I met him. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Oh my God. How was your interaction? Was it was he who you thought he was going to be? No, I don't know. Um, yeah. He was like nicer than I thought. Okay. He was. You thought he was going to be... Like, I don't know. I thought he was going to be like, you know, he's a big thing in the tech house yeah, yeah, yeah. scene. He's so huge right mm-hmm. now. Like he's the biggest tech house. I think the most up and coming one too. Yeah. He grew up fast yeah like I, from covid his his whole like trajectory yeah. just like skyrocketed yeah but no he was really nice he gave me a hug mm-hmm. i was like wow i'm like <laughs> <John> summit <laughs> just fangirling yeah i'm a big fangirl honestly so like i'm so obsessed just because like he's i like i really love what he does and i like his like message and like his vibe his music everything resonates so well with me mm-hmm. and i just wish like, we had more people like him mm-hmm. and me. <laughs> no, but like him no, in Montreal, you know? Yeah, for sure. But what, the, what ends up happening in Montreal is like people end up leaving Montreal, right? Yeah, So they don't end up staying why. here, you know? So we were talking about like clubs and 
stuff like that. So, like, what's your what kind of advice would you give to like some like a DJ that's just, like up and coming in the so Montreal space? Depends what you want to do. You really have to like really think what you want to put out or what image you want to like yeah yeah, long-term image basically Mm -hmm. so do you want to be a local dj do you want to do weddings and stuff do you want to play rap do you want to do afrobeats yeah yeah, like what then obviously your style of music Mm -hmm. but if you want to be become international first things first learn how to make Music. So you should start producing and then DJ instead of DJ then producing? Yeah, like if I had to go back, I'd start by producing first. And then start DJing. Because producing is so hard, mm-hmm. especially with like the numbers of artists nowadays and so much quality, like you have to be really up there, you mm-hmm. know, you cannot put out like shitty stuff. Yeah, and it like to get that quality, it takes like years and years of like doing it over yeah. and over and over and over again. Like. like I have my uh, my friend, like, Seb, yeah. let's say, bro, he's been doing this for seven years. But yeah. the guy is now starting to, like, really pop off. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Seb. Mm-hmm. No, no, I love his music, too. So. But he's really, really good. He's been really helping me, too. Like, even mm-hmm. with my, um, like, l- just learning, you know. And even, like, I'm a visual learner. So by making music with him and producing together, he's been really helping me a lot. Mm-hmm. Same thing with photography. Like the most I learned was when I would go out and video, do video, or take pictures with other photographers. Mm-hmm. And you teach each other things and like. Yeah, you have to or. surround yourself like that yeah. too. Another like conseil. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing advice, for yeah, yeah advice. <laughs> Sorry. Another advice would be like surround yourself with people that do similar stuff. I know mm. it's like really you know like those like yeah, guru yeah, yeah. TED talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, it, but it's people. good to like re reiterate on that because it is true. No, yeah, like that helped me. I used to be friends with like a lot of party people, but mm-hmm. I felt like they were more into like partying Cons- more than like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like Aliens. they were more into like partying. My old friend group mm-hmm. before getting into DJing were really into partying. They wanted to go out a lot. But, you know, they d- didn't, like, specifically like house music. They weren't, like, passionate about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I met uh, my friend Yanni, and that's how I met my boyfriend now, mm-hmm. and Seb as well through Yanni. Mm-hmm. But Shout I'm, out to Yanni, yeah. Yeah, I met, like, this I met you through Yanni, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, I met you and Yanni at the same time, it's true. And Ribs. And Ribs, yeah, yeah, true. Shout ribs, out to Ribs, Alki. too. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ribs. But, you know, like, when I met Ribs and all these guys and mm-hmm. Seb and Yanni and my boyfriend, that time, it was like two summers ago, um, that's when I started to feel more like, okay, like I can do this mm-hmm. because, you know, like with your normal friends, like I have my normal friends and I have my like DJ friends, mm-hmm. like when my normal friends were going to talk about like drama, oh my God, what happened yeah, in that yeah, yeah. relationship, you know, tea. like tea, yeah. <laughs> but like with Yanni and my DJ friends and Seb and all these people like we're gonna actually talk about music oh my god did you listen to like john summit's podcast like we're gonna give each other tips and tricks Mm. oh i heard like this new like tutorial on youtube how to make this sound like yeah i'm gonna show you guys like this is how you make it yeah it's a productive chilling yeah so we like always like talk about stuff and we push each other so Mm -hmm. it's a really like good group so that's like one of another biggest advice like even if you're not like a really friendly person doesn't really matter you know like you have to be. producers are all like nerds mm-hmm. we're all nerds mm-hmm. you know i'm more outgoing i guess that's what what's really helpful 
So that another yeah, advice. Being social for sure. You yeah. have to push yourself. You know, yeah. just put yourself out there. Who cares? Yeah. Like they're gonna like you. They're not gonna like you. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. If they don't don't like you and they talk about you, that's even better. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. You it's marketing. Yeah. People. Yeah. Okay. Dope. So basically, that. You have any? Um, are you into conspiracies at all? I'm just curious. More like conspiracy theories, like aliens. <laughs> okay, yeah. So what do you think of how they released that? Like, uh, I don't know it? if it's true or not. You know why? It's because nobody cares. Like everybody's so like, I yeah. feel like everybody's so traumatized by the last three years of like COVID and everything. Whenever we hear anything crazy on the news, we're just so like, oh, okay. Casually, we're yeah, going like, to have a hearing about aliens. They exist. Yeah. We're just like, oh, okay. We just like laugh about it. <laughs> but I don't know, like even like TikTok's, TikTok tends to exaggerate things too. So I just feel like, I don't know if this is like a joke or if they're trying to like. But apparently it was under oath and it was on all the main news channels like CBC. Like yeah, but it CNN. could be under oath. But at the same time, you know, like there could be someone like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it could be all it staged. Yeah, it could all, <laughs> you never know. It's true. It could all be staged too. But I really think like. If you have that amount of power, whatever, mm-hmm. genre, if you're in the government, you have that amount of money, like Trump, for example, bro, the guy is loaded. He has like real estate. He has yeah. music. He has, he has even a song on Beatport yeah, that yeah. was chart top one, like yeah. crazy. But you know, like when you have that amount of money, there's like a lot of stuff that goes that you, you're for hiding? sure they do stuff that we don't like weird stuff you know what i mean you get bored you know yeah you did everything you traveled everywhere what are you gonna do now yeah for sure there's (laughs) some of these conspiracy theories for sure there's like some truth oh that's interesting yeah yeah there's a lot of things that are hidden because rich people are bored like for Mm -hmm. sure i'd be bored you know yeah after 20 years of being loaded like Like you can do whatever you want anytime you want Yeah. yeah Like the Titan, Titanic. Yeah, the, the, Bro, the, they were bored. Le. Yeah, and it's so stupid the whole like submarine thing because you could only see through like a small little window. I would never do that. I'm really scared for those things. But like, if I'm rich, like I'm gonna do weird things. Like I don't know, uh, buy an island, create a festival there, yeah. like stuff like that. You know, yeah. fun stuff. Not go on expedition in a fucking yeah, and go see a two centimeters square. Yeah, and go see like shitty version of the Titanic. That's so idiotic, honestly. Yeah. What a stupid thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and he brought his kid to that guy. That's the sad part. My good. Yeah, poor guy. That was the sad part about the whole thing. But people are also saying yeah. they're talking about that on the news a lot because they're trying to cover up. Um, something else. Maybe they didn't even die. Maybe they're chilling somewhere. They yeah. changed identities. Apparently, like the, uh, you know, like the Epstein thing. Yeah. That was like coming back up on the news. Yeah, so I they, saw about that. So they randomly started talking about the the um, the submarines all of, all of a sudden, and like that was all you saw in the news. It's almost like they like manipulated the news. But anyways, now we're going too deep into conspiracies. Yeah, we could go for hours because I'm like really interested about it. But I wish I like if I had a superpower, Mm -hmm. it would be to like know things. I don't know. I want to know like I'm a tea person, you know, like you want to be able to read minds. Maybe not read minds, but like know like. I don't know, know if there's aliens. Like, no, like, oh, like answers to, like, answer? like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, please, guys, like, yeah. stop, like, misinformating us. Mm-hmm. Like, just let us know. Yeah, just it's not that deep, you know? Yeah. That's the whole human existence. Like, like if there's out. aliens, aren't we supposed to, like, know about it, you know? 
Like no, we're gonna then, live with them eventually. At some point. But it's like a, I feel like it's a slow process because some people are just gonna be so crazy that they're just gonna be like, oh, aliens are here and they're just like yeah, shooting everybody. That's <laughs> for sure because it's a big change. Yeah, and there's. But I, I'd be like down. I don't know. Yeah, no. I would love to interview an alien. Imagine. Yeah, <laughs> the next uh, podcast. Yeah, I don't even need a mic because we're just like telepathy like the whole time. Yeah, like how? But you know, that's the biggest like thing. That's the biggest red flag about this whole thing. Like. They were saying like, yeah, we talked with them or I don't know, they were doing, uh, the guy was saying like, me and my wife, we saw them and they were doing really disgusting things. Okay. He was saying something about that. Yeah. But even like talking to them and they were saying like they had like new technology. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the hearing right now, but mm-hmm. yeah, they yeah, were yeah. saying stuff like this. But then I'm asking myself like, how could they understand each other? You know what I mean? We don't yeah, have how the are same. They talking? Yeah. Okay, maybe they have a technology, you know. Like, well, it could also just be like telepathy. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, that's possible because, like, I don't know about you, but like, I've been down like psychedelical trips where I was like talking to people without talking to them. Yes. You know what I mean? So, like, I talked to a McDonald's ordering thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. For like <laughs> two hours. What? Or like, like an hour and 40 minutes. Like you were actually in front of like uh, an order. Yeah, that was my only experience with acid and okay. never again. So were you driving? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no. You're in the back seat. Um, we went to, you remember uh, Olympia in Montreal, the Olympic Stadium? Yeah, they were yeah, doing yeah. like a little like Oasis Festival, it was Oasis. called. Oasis, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to see Chami. Okay. It was yeah. raining that day, no? Yeah, it was yeah. Ra- downpouring. Oh my God. I remember that day, yeah, yeah. And it was like before COVID, like mm-hmm. years before COVID, you know? Yeah. It was back in like the, I, I call it like the golden rave years. Yeah, when everything was like about to take off. Yeah, then, yeah, like everything was going so well. Mm-hmm. Even like the rave, like the rave scene, like the festivals, it was like all like deep house music it was like mm-hmm. all melodic you know like yeah. beats of your heart those like european sounds you know mm-hmm. it was such a vibe like the golden years honestly yeah. like literally and uh i took um i took a molly mm-hmm. that's it but then like i'm saying golden years of raving because like everyone used to share water bottles you yeah. know and then <laughs> covid hit and oh my god yeah, yeah, yeah. no sharing anymore you know but yeah used to share water bottles in the crowd like yeah. i wouldn't care you know like would, oh my god well, that's the main thing when you're with friends but not even with friends with strangers, with strangers bro. Like, you water, you water. <laughs> yeah that's what I, we used to do back then like yeah. when i i started raving my first festival rave mm-hmm. like people were asking me for water bottles and i'm like whoa is this a thing you know mm-hmm. that was in europe mm-hmm. so i didn't know if it was like this here but even here like at oasis i remember sharing whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but i shared a water bottle that had a- an acid tab in it okay i just took one gorget but yeah, that yeah, yeah. killed me so, so you're on molly and acid yes okay. i d- it's called candy flipping yeah, yeah yeah so yeah i didn't know that term mm-hmm. before but then i started seeing things hearing like, oh, this things. <laughs> yeah and i think that's also what kind of like sped up my djing process that's kind of like what got me into it mm. made me think about it because i had such a like it wasn't honestly a bad trip it was like when i was there it was like i was like in glitter i love glitter okay mm-hmm. but it was raining so it was like glittery and I was like seeing stuff and I, I just felt like I was in glitter and Chami was playing Adieu, his song. You tell me to leave you alone. Oh my God. Like I still, rem- still remember the feeling. Mm-hmm. 
wow like i felt like the glitter was like pouring through me yeah, it yeah. was such a vibe so you and started then we, you started like associating with the feeling and like you started seeing yeah i just felt everything like the music was the glitter but it was the rain mm. you know what i yeah, mean yeah yeah no i, know I exactly cannot explain no i know exactly what you mean but yeah. like wow what yeah. a vibe but then when we left it's starting to go downhill yeah. but that's cool because <laughs> you're seeing <laughs> you're seeing like a perspective of your audience if you were a dj like these experiences are what people are having and like it's but that's what i'm trying to do too like i don't know like i i took that experience and put it in my videos mm -hmm. so like all of my videos i try to edit them in like a retro filter yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like put some glitter some like light mm -hmm. beams whatever i don't know it's what i felt there mm -hmm when i was at chami and then when you left chami what happened when i left chami oh my god i don't remember but i remember we we took the metro but i remember going out of the metro yeah and we parked the car at the Côte Vertu. Okay, so you're at that McDonald's? So that yeah, McDonald's, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is like packed all For the sure, time. Yeah. Oh my There's God. There's a lot of funny stuff that happens there. And like my friends were walking to the car and I don't know, they lost me for like an hour and 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. They were looking for me. I did not have my phone with me because mm -hmm. they took it from me because I was... You would have lost it, yeah. But they found me in the McDonald's. And apparently I was talking with the like ordering machine. Inside or oh, I think you're talking inside about the, of the McDonald's. Oh, I think you're at the drive-through. No, no, no. Okay, no. okay. <laughs> no, no, and no, like no, the, no. the touchscreen yeah. thing. And I was like tapping, and I was dancing. Because <laughs> you know, like when you're on Molly, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to still dance. You're always hearing a beat. I don't yeah. know what. I, like I do not know, and I do not want anyone knowing me and have seen me there. Mm -hmm. But besides my friends. They're the only people that remember that story and this mm. podcast that's yeah. going to be on the internet forever. <laughs> it's a funny story. Yeah. But yeah, it's a funny story. And I was talking with the like ordering thing and um, my friends came to pick me up. And they're like, Anna, oh my God. I'm talking to a machine. Are you okay? <laughs> I remember that. And then I remember I, I, I puked. <laughs> and yeah, I was every good, good after night, that. Every good night or memorable night ends with puking. So yeah. That's good. I puked outside of the McDonald's because oh, I was yeah. feeling bad. I'm like, I have to puke, but I cannot puke here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you're still aware of that? Yeah. Like yeah, that? yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Then we went outside. Then I was good. Then I don't remember who. I don't remember how. But we went to my house mm -hmm. and I was having an after party. Oh, I nice. planned it in advance. Like, yeah. how stupid of me. <laughs> I was really, really high, but um, I was having a house party. I was in my room the whole time, and I was just looking at the ceiling and like. Oh, I think you're DJing. Things. You're DJing. You're no, DJing. No, okay. no, no, no. You're just vibing. I couldn't even like. Sure, I couldn't yeah. even like. I was like, wow, yeah. like what's going on? You know, like my friends took turns to like stay with me. You know, See, everyone good. was partying in my house. Yeah. I was just in my room like vibing. <laughs> Since then, I haven't done anything. Yeah, anything. so you're like never again type of thing. No, yeah. never again. You no, know, like it's the industry, yeah, it's the it's crowd. The, yeah. But it's also the phase. Like it's it's not gonna like most people after, like eventually they like kind of yeah. grow out of it. Um, I grew out of it there. Like it was my wake up call, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. 
That was too much for me. Everybody has that moment. But then eventually, after a while, like maybe you're going to be in Ibiza one day and be like, okay, fuck it. Let me do yeah. it one more time. I don't know. I went to Ibiza last year and I was the soberest person on the island. Really? I swear but you God. still had a good time. I had such a good time. Yeah. But I- I'm more into alcohol, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not an alcoholic. You just like, that's what I say. And then I drink all the time. <laughs> yeah. Cheers to that. <laughs> I just like sedating my thoughts, you know? <laughs> but I'm Eastern European. I'm from Romania. So yeah. we're big drinkers. I like, but I like alcohol because alcohol, you could like, just like, I'm not condoning any drinking, Mm -hmm. but alcohol, you can like control, you know, Mm -hmm. you can, um, like when you take a pill or something, bro, you lose control for hours. Yeah. And you're prepared for the next hour or two. Like, and then the next day you're like, oh, lose, you know, like shit. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. But like alcohol, okay, you feel like shit if you like abuse it. Yeah, but obviously. if you just like sip and then you chug water before bed, yeah, you're solid, you're good. You know, drink smart. Drink smart, and uh, yeah. So if the world doesn't end with all these crazy things happening right now, what's your game plan? Like, what's your end goal? So right now I'm going to Europe. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. It's really expensive, Europe, because now it's a trend on TikTok, mm-hmm. Euro summer. But anyways, I'm still going because I, I just love it. Also for the contacts mainly, I'm gonna. Where go in meet, Europe are you going? Um, Mykonos. Mm. I'm meeting with uh, a DJ friend there mm. that I have on Instagram. Then Paros Santorini Athens. Nice. Athens. I have some other meetings there. Are you gonna but, vlog any of this stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah, of okay. course. Yeah. I got a new phone. Are you gonna start YouTube vlogging? <laughs> Yeah, I'm really down. Oh, cool, dope. I, I really like the way you edit your vlogs, even like yeah. back then. Yeah, I saw it and I'm like, yo, like, why aren't you I want to do that this? again, yeah, this summer. So yeah. that's what I'm going to do. This is more of like a content networking trip. Mm-hmm. And then after Greece, we're going to Ibiza, mm-hmm. Mallorca, and Barcelona. When? So what, when is that? Like this this month? This, like uh, August? from August, like beginning of august all the month of august yeah, yeah, yeah okay so that's that and after that when i come back um i'm gonna i'm doing some classes some production classes okay cool but it's like mastering classes so it's really to like a six months intensive class mm-hmm. um to really like yeah like make a song it, yeah. like professionals you know because i'm down i'm really sorry i'm really down to like invest in this mm-hmm. just because like i'm tired of like doing the youtube thing you know it's yeah, like yeah, so yeah. slow mm-hmm. like and it's an investment and you're gonna like feel more like literally polished. and by next year i'm telling you by next year i am down to like be not touring maybe but like maybe go to europe do some shows there like be i don't know have two or three songs at least out mm-hmm. maybe one big label if possible like something like that so in order to do that, I need to like be better at making music. Mm-hmm. But I'm already like pretty good. I already have like two songs that I made by myself. Mm-hmm. That's why, like you know the basics. So if you yeah. do a chorus, you're gonna be like set. So mm-hmm. it's a one-on-one chorus mm-hmm. uh, by this uh, industry guy that's really really good. It's mm-hmm. a bit expensive, but you're investing. I'm in investing yourself. in yeah. this. Like it's for the long term, you mm-hmm. know. So that's the future plan. Yeah. And Do you, are you trying to release like an album or something or like a project like that? Or no, not really. Later? Like right, like honestly, house music is so fun. Like it's mm-hmm. not that serious, you know. You don't yeah. have to do an EP or whatever. Yeah, it's true. All about like sampling. If you find a nice sample, like work well. Yeah. It's it's just fun, you know. It's fun, but uh, eventually, for sure, I'm down for an EP. Like 
I have so many ideas, but it's so frustrating not knowing what, you know, like, so that's why mm-hmm. I'm investing that's in the class. That's also why I like doing these podcasts because like see how you're like saying all this and like you're kind of like manifesting it, right? We'll see. John Summit, I manifested it, by the way. Every night before going to sleep, I'm like, okay, I'm opening for John Summit. Let me picture myself. Nah, nah, nah. And then you, like, boom, I got it? the email. I'm like, wow. That's crazy. That's it's crazy. not cringe to manifest. I no, no, no. That, that's like a crazy detail that you left out, but I'm happy you mentioned it at the end. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see... Um, You've already came like so far since I met you, and I'm excited to see like. Yeah, where right. Yeah. We met like when I wasn't even doing. In the beginning, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ganget. Ganget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Thanks,